really what was such a great blessing was when we opened, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, okay, are people gonna show up to my store? Like, I know they'll come pick them up from my house. Are they gonna come and show up at the store? And, um, and they did. And when I showed up that morning, there was a line around the corner. That's Elise Thomas, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. I'm Kara Duffy, a business coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you live your most extraordinary life by showing you anything is possible. People who have mastered freedom, ease, and success, who are living their best and most ridiculous lives and are making an impact are often people you've never heard of until now. When you know what you're supposed to be doing in this world and you commit to making it happen, nothing will stop you. Elise Thomas, the founder of Cookie Co., is a great example of doing whatever it takes. Her first brick and mortar location was set to open in early 2020. Then of course, a global pandemic hit. She had to pivot to launching her business from her home kitchen, baking after homeschooling her kids all day, sometimes baking until 4 a.m. to fulfill orders. Her story is one filled with resilience, family, community, being of service and a commitment to bringing people joy every day. Listen to hear her success story and how she's spreading the goodwill of Cookie Co. across the U.S. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies podcast. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I'm very excited to talk to you today. You have built a delicious empire that everyone should know about, especially with how much you've balanced um, creating a powerful business and uh, how much you contribute back to your community. But let's jump right in and tell everyone who you are, where you are in the world, and what you're up to. Okay. My name's Elise Thomas, and I'm from Redlands, California, and that's where I currently live right now. It's my hometown, and I have a cookie bakery. And we started in Redlands and now we're currently um, franchising. So when you didn't um, have a traditional start to your business, let's tell everyone how your business started and how it you know, took off so quickly. Yeah. So um, when I first wanted to start um, my cookie shop, it had been something that I had wanted to do for a long time. And I have four children now. At the time I had three um, and I was really excited to get going because it had kind of been a dream of mine to open a bakery. And so in 2019 is when we finally found a location in Redlands that we really liked. It's a commercial building downtown, downtown that we're going to turn into a bakery. So we kind of started the process and, you know, pretty soon, like the rest of the world, pandemic happened and it kind of happened um, right in the middle of us trying to get our permits and, you know, submit plans. And also we are new business owners. So I honestly had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So that was stressful for sure, because here the world's shutting down and we don't even know what COVID is. You know, it's very scary. We are in our house for two weeks and I'm in Southern California. So it was very, very shut down. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, my kids are home and it was a really scary time in the world for everyone, not just us, but we had just put all of our money into this new business and this new venture that I, I had been wanting to do. So it definitely was a scary time, but we pushed through it. And I started actually baking from home before we opened the shop because um, we it just everything was taking much longer than we anticipated with mm-hmm. um, COVID and finding construction workers. And the city took a lot longer because everyone was remote, after, mm-hmm. like everyone from the city went home. So it just everything took a lot longer than we thought. We thought we would be open, you know, come January of 2020, but uh, we were, and then with COVID, everything pushed it even back even further. So we didn't even open our storefront until August of 2020. So um, I started baking from home uh, just to kind of get everything started to take my mind off all the chaos that was going Mm -hmm. on. And I would um, teach my children during the day when they did the remote learning Uh, And then after they were done with that distance learning, I would bake and it just kind of started where I just put it out there on Instagram Mm -hmm. with zero followers on my cookie account. And slowly, all of a sudden, I was getting hit up all the time for these cookies. And I I did um, it exactly how I was going to do in the shop. So it's four cookies per box, just like we do at our shop. You can buy one or you could buy more than one, but uh, typically people come in, they buy a box of four because they want to try each flavor. So we have four flavors mm-hmm. a week. So I would uh, do four flavors. And at first it started with um, like 10 boxes and then slowly the word spread around town and it became like this uh, <laughs> pandemic cookie box thing. And I was having people from all over mm-hmm. come and pick up their box of cookies each week. It became like a lottery. And it's funny because wow. I would, at the time, you know, everything was still like masked up and we were still social distancing. So I would put everyone's names on the box and put them on my, on like a Costco table outside of my garage And so people could just come up and grab the box and go. So we didn't have to worry about germs and, Mm -hmm. and everything. They could come like within, I think I put them like a certain period of time. I was like, come between, you know, this time we'll come and go. And they were really respectful. And um, I think that it just kind of gave people something to look forward to in a time where we didn't really know what was going on. Everyone was stuck at home and Mm -hmm. at least this could give them a little bit of comfort. And it, uh, we got so busy doing that that I was baking sometimes until four or 5 a.m. in the morning to fulfill mm-hmm. all these boxes. So I was doing almost like a thousand cookies a week from my not a commercial <laughs> <laughs> kitchen, from my tiny uh, mixer, which is like literally fills Barbie size now mm-hmm. uh, when I got my big quart mixers mm-hmm. and um, my oven, which I would only be able to bake eight cookies at a time because um, of how big my cookies are and the height. So to get them like cooked perfectly. So I was baking eight cookies at a time, literally just every take out, put more in, take out, put more in. And so um, it was crazy, but it definitely, I think really blessed us in the end and was able to help a lot of people during a really scary Mm -hmm. time in our country and around the world, really. And just what a great distraction for you and your family. Like, you got to live not only in 
you know, a stay at home bubble, but one that smelled great. And yeah. you were so busy that you probably couldn't. You're like, I can't watch the news. I can't pay attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep my head down and pivot between Definitely. homeschooling and cooking. And hopefully I'll find sleep somewhere in between. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> I also just love the story from a how the community rallied perspective. There's, you know, being able to be in a business where you literally bring people joy, I think is one of the best things to get to do. And the fact that you were able to bring people joy during that time and to give people an excuse to leave their house and to, there's like such a surprise element in getting four new cookies each week. And what are they going to be like? And it becomes a whole interactive thing that you can do with your family, especially stuck at home. How did, what were the stories that really just warmed your heart about how your cookies were changing the lives of other people around you? Yeah. So it's interesting because a lot of people will come into our shop now and they'll remind me, they'll be like, I used to pick up cookies at your house. Like I'm a, you know, I'm an OG and I'm like, and I am so grateful for them. I'm like, you really are like you are there, but you know, it's funny. Some people tell, uh, uh, you know, even my employees, like I would wait up until six. Cause I would post them at a certain time on Sunday night. And then I would mm-hmm. give them a day. I had to like start doing it very <laughs> like, um, strategically because there was just so many people that wanted them. So I'd be like, okay, at six o'clock, I'm going to post what they are, what the flavors are. And then I will just put on my Instagram, like Monday sold, Tuesday sold out, Wednesday sold out. And people would literally text their friends and be like, will you get me a box? Like, they're like, it's like, we literally felt like we won the lottery when we got this box, they would wait until six and they would like immediately Venmo to get, make sure that they, you know, had their spot, which is really fun. And, um, I think like ultimately it really brought, um, yeah, joy in a time where it was scary and everyone stuck at home and, mm-hmm. you know, something rather than watching the Tiger King, it's like yeah. <laughs> we were able to, um, to try new cookies. And I mean, that's really was the goal of me starting a, a bakery is mm-hmm. something I always enjoyed to do was bake like in time of stress in time mm-hmm. of, you know, when you don't know what's going on, like it's very therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, it definitely was, it was brought me joy too. So I really, I really like that. I was able to kind of do that. And I feel like it was definitely meant to be and, um, connecting me with the community. We were able to give them to firefighters and first responders. Mm -hmm. Like people would tell me like, Oh, this hospital is doing this. So we would go donate. And, um, there Mm -hmm. was a, um, Black Lives Matter protests that we went down um, in our local community and we went and donated to the protesters, just really trying to be involved and mm-hmm. uh, really um, get to know everyone. And it, it was great. But really what was such a great blessing was when we opened, not knowing, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, okay, are people going to show up to mm-hmm. my store? Like, I know they'll come pick them up from my house. And that's great. But like, are they going to come and show up at the store? And, um, and they did. And when I showed up that morning, there was a line around the corner and for like a month straight, like we had to shut our doors early, take breaks because I actually found out I was pregnant in the middle of this. I had like a COVID baby. And so (laughs) 
high. I was like, oh, to my, um, to my surprise. Oh, I'm the statistic right here, walking mm-hmm. statistics of, of the COVID baby. And um, so I was 12 weeks pregnant when we opened. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to have anyone show up? At that mm-hmm. point, we had depleted all of our funds because with opening a business, there's always just like a few things that, you know, go wrong. That's just part of it. We had the wrong plugs. We had to like paint, repaint our um, street um, lines, our handicap spot, like just mm-hmm. random fees. And the day before I had written a check that I knew was going to bounce if it went through mm-hmm. because uh, the guy would not take a credit card to repaint our handicap spot. And we found out the day before we had to do that where we could not open. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm like no. hey, can you take a credit card? And he's like, no, check or cash. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So I wrote him a check for $650 knowing I only had $200 in our account left. And mm-hmm. that day I just like kind of said a prayer like, okay, you know what? If I make $500 tomorrow, we'll be okay. That's yeah. all I need, just 500, <laughs> mm-hmm. just so that we are at least not going to, you know, go negative in our, our account by the time he cashes this check. And yeah. when I um, got there in the morning seeing the line, like I was just crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay. And then also stressed out of my mind because mm-hmm. we were not prepared for that many people to come yeah. to our opening especially during a pandemic where we had to have signs that said six feet apart and people had to be mm-hmm. masked up. So we were just like shocked. And that to me, like the community really rallied behind us and really helped us in that time. And so it really just showed me that there's just so much good in the world, mm-hmm. like, and how great yeah. that was. And so because of that, I feel like, I mean, that's not the only reason why I try to give back, but I definitely appreciate that and remember it and want to continue to give back to communities because I think, you know, you, you get what you give and um, Redlands and, and the surrounding areas have really supported my business. Mm-hmm. I don't think people who are entrepreneurs understand um, that feeling when people say yes back because yeah. so much of it's built on this dream you have and you fulfilling this vision that you have. And a lot of creating a business is it's selfish and it's scary because it's the big dream that you're often afraid to actually step into. So when people are a yes to you doing it, like it's, it's a feeling that you can't describe because there's this level of acknowledgement that um, not only do people want what you're offering, but you made the right choice. And Definitely. It's, it's relieving. It's exciting. It makes it feel purposeful. Um, yeah, I think we don't talk enough about how often we cry out of gratitude. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like for the first week I would just go in our warehouse and kind of cry. Like I'm so overwhelmed, but at yeah. the same time, I'm like crying because I'm so happy. Like, yeah mixed feelings. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm working, I'm sweating to death in this bakery, but I'm, yeah. it was also so fulfilling, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that what I was doing, like I made the right choice. Cause you're yeah. so scared as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, am I going to bankrupt my family? Yeah. Like I have three young kids, a baby on the way. My husband had lost his job because of the pandemic. So really oh like we were all in and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, this has to work. <laughs> and my husband, he's a, he has been daughter to salesman throughout college. And he told me, he's like, if I have to go sell your cookies door to door, we will make it work. And I'm like, okay, we, we can do this. 
What a, I mean, it's so great to have a partner like that too. Yeah. It's, it's not often that an entrepreneur marries someone else who's also an entrepreneur or has that, that risk of an entrepreneur. Um, so it's so great to have a partner who's actually like, no, no, you can do it. Yeah. It, and it's funny because I never thought, I mean, I was not planning on working with my husband as well. Yeah. And, you know, living 24 seven, I think for some people during the <laughs> pandemic, at first it was like really rough and it was kind of an adjustment period of time. Um, and he was thinking, well, maybe I'll get into real estate because he always mm-hmm. wanted to do that. But he's definitely business oriented, a business mind. But I really wanted Cookie Co. to be my thing. Yeah. And I made it clear to him because I've always kind of had my thing where I've had a bunch of side jobs and I'm like little side hustles mm-hmm. um, as I was a mom. And I'm like, I just, I really want this to be my thing. And I was so adamant about it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need help. Like yeah. day one. I'm like, okay, like, remember how I said it's my thing? Well, congratulations, you're hired. And he he always laughs because he was like, I started as a dishwasher and I've I've moved up, you know, because he was back there washing dishes, giving drinks to people because it was like 105 that day in August. So um, I am grateful. He's very supportive and I'm I'm lucky. Yeah, and it's, it's, I really understand that wanting it to be your own thing. There's that level of, of identity and not wanting to have another thing to have to discuss and compromise and talk about and have something that's just separate because so much of life as it just gets blended together. Like there, you're, yeah. but there's also so much, I think, romance and power and beauty and like being a power couple because. Like, who else do you want to have on your team than the person that you trust with the rest of your life? Yeah, Um, definitely. So when I think when it can work, it's amazing. And then for some people, it's like, please don't ever make me work with them again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's really great when your gifts and and your support can come together to make something happen. And it clearly seems to be working for you guys because you are like taking off like crazy with the franchises. Like let's, how did you decide to make that choice and how has that process been for you? Yeah, it's, it's been a a really hard, a really hard, well, long process. I would say it was a hard decision for me because Mm -hmm. initially I told my husband, I would never franchise. And the reason why is I felt like I've seen a lot of businesses that have franchised and then their quality has a significantly yeah. gone down. And I did not that want that to happen to us because a, a huge a part of my cookie shop is the fact that we use quality ingredients yeah. and that we don't cut corners. And, you know, like it doesn't matter the cost. We're not going to, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to budge on that. So it was a hard decision when we had been approached by quite a few people because they, they loved our cookies and they saw mm-hmm. our our model and um, our profits and they became kind of excited. Like I, I want to be a part of this. So I really, it took me a while to kind of mull over that idea mm-hmm. in my head. And so finally, when I was like, okay, you know, I initially, when I started cookie co, I thought this was going to be a one bakery, very small town bakery. Mm-hmm. Fastly. I saw that we had something different to offer and why not grow? Why not? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I not want more cookie co's around the country and more people to try my cookies? Like, I Mm -hmm. think they're delicious. I think they bring people happiness. So why would I want that for other people? And then on the other side, why wouldn't I want to bless lives um, that want to start a business as well? So Mm -hmm. 
when I really thought about it, I'm like, you know what? Like we started this from scratch. We didn't have any guidance because we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Now that we had gone through all these kinks yeah. and had really seen what we could have done differently, we're like, we can really help other people start a business that have always wanted to have a business, normal people too. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told my husband. And I'm like, I want to focus on those um, those women or men or whoever mm-hmm. that have wanted to start a business and they don't have million dollars in the bank. Yeah. So they can't, you know, join all these um, financial groups to like kind of invest in all these companies. And yeah. like, we, we want to focus on like the everyday people that, that they want the American dream too. So that's kind of what we've been focused on. I'm like, I want the people to be invested in their community. Like that's really important to us. So we kind of made some ground rules of what we're going to do for franchisees. We want them to be living there where Mm -hmm. they're, where they want that they need to be living close, closely and kind of invested in that community. And they have to give back. That's really important to us. And then also we do a really strict training. So a lot of companies don't do long trainings. Our training is very intense. They go through every single cookie that we have. And uh, we go through all the frosting, everything. And then we do an intense training before they open. And um, we also have employees now on our corporate side that do random checks. And also I'm like an Instagram person where I'm literally looking if people post a picture and tag us. I'm checking those cookies. I do that with my own shop too, that I'm like, you guys. So we have like really important things Mm -hmm. that um, we instill on them. And, um, you know, we want every cookie to taste delicious, but we also want it to look, Mm -hmm. you know, look delicious, look great. Because when I always tell my employees, like it, it costs $4 for an individual cookie. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's a $4 cookie. It better look like a $4 cookie. Yeah. You want them to be like, heck Yeah. This is amazing. I want to take a picture of it. We want every single, every single box to be Instagram worthy. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what we focus on. And now that we did that and we really got some great people on our team and brought some great people over, it's been so much fun to kind of see this um, explode and be able to bring opportunity to other people. And also um going off of just kind of that, it's been great because we've been able to bless a few people's lives in our shop that started with us that had lost kind of jobs during the pandemic. Like one of our bakers had, uh, we brought her over like probably a few months after we, um, a few months after we opened, I brought her on to help me with the baking and she had lost her job during when the shutdown happened. And Mm -hmm. I had told her like, okay, just she has been to culinary school and she's great and we love her. And like, you know, eventually like I, I'll move you up. I promise you, like we're try, like, you know, yeah. it's minimum wage now, you know, we're a small business, but eventually we'll be able to try to give you a livable wage, you know? Yeah. And, um, just recently, a few weeks ago, we brought her in and asked her, if she'd be a part of our corporate side. And she just started bawling because oh. we're able to give her such a wonderful mm-hmm. livable wage with yeah. bonuses. And so yeah. like, to me, it was just so exciting to mm-hmm. be able to also help employ people that are just amazing, just good, hardworking people that mm-hmm. like, I just think it's great. It's really fulfilling. Yeah. There's, I often will ask clients to create uh, a why document, you know, why, and I talk about the three whys, like, why are you doing it from like a, a holy perspective that makes you feel great? And there's like mission behind it. 
why are you doing it just practically and selfishly? And then why are you doing it for hidden reasons? And on the hidden reason list for me, it's always in that space of, I want to do this work so I can also help other people, whether it's short-term or long-term, because I agree with you, there are so many great people out there. And I really believe that most people are good and most people do want to work hard and they're just looking for someone to give them a chance or to give them great mentorship. And to be able to give that to people is one of the, one of the coolest things that we can do as humans, because it really does have such a ripple effect that we'll never even get to see the full impact of, but like this, the baker that you brought into corporate now, like it's not just her, it's her family, her friends, who she's going to impact. And it's, it is really cool to be able to give someone that gift and let them just go and be their best selves through it. Yeah. I love that. We are all about community. Mm-hmm. And, um, when COVID had, you know, we were still on the height of COVID and we had opened in that December, we had started, someone had came to me and said, Hey, can we put these, um, names up on your tree in your shop? So I said, of course, I love that. I love yeah. that idea. And it turned into this, uh, beautiful giving tree for, um, adult handicapped adults that are handicapped, severely handicapped with no, um, help. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of them live in group homes or like they live on their own, but they don't have any family that are helping them out. And Mm -hmm. their uh, mental capacity is very low. The things that they were asking for were just like a pair of socks or like a robe, like the sweetest things, like Mm -hmm. a a car, a toy car, like things that your little children would, um, want. And so we put that up and I had just posted it on Instagram and literally people from the community, it was, they were gone in like two hours. So then I called up uh, the woman and I was like, do you have any more names? And she's like, uh, I can get some more. So she got more. <laughs> and then it turned into this thing where I'm like, okay, well, maybe we should do more. So mm-hmm. then I turned it out. I was like, if anyone wants to donate, let's, let's get more people in the community that are going through a hard times right now. And mm-hmm. we're able to team up with a place in Redlands called the Micah house, which is for low income families. And we were able to uh, buy gifts for six different families, all the children, like, and I think we raised probably like three, $4,000. And I used all that money. We went shopping. I took my kids and we went downtown Redlands. So all the local businesses. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, now we're also going to spend that money locally. So yeah. we bought, you know, them at the local toy shop, not target. Like we went mm-hmm. to the, like the local clothing sh- shop for the teenagers. And I'm like, we're going to get them some cool stuff mm-hmm. that they're going to be excited to wear at school or whatever, you know? And it was so fun. And I really think that I really, really do believe that most people are good and that if we just give people the tools to do it, Mm -hmm. that they will do it. And a lot of people said to me, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're doing this. I've always wanted to do this, but I just didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. So I just love that we can be that in the community. I'm like, if we have this platform, I really think that we have a responsibility to share that with others and to show kindness. And I, I really think that people want to do it. They just Mm -hmm. don't know where to go to do it. Yeah. And it's, and a single dollar adds up so quickly when you have a community that can give a dollar. And yeah, that's what I think is so beautiful about doing it in group because it doesn't need to be 
a $20, $100, a $5,000 donation. It can literally be a dollar that when we come together, makes such, such a bigger impact. It's honestly how Powerful Ladies was started. We used to host events before the podcast existed. And we would, um, around the world, it would be women connecting with their community to have fun. And whatever the event was they did, it was like a $10 to $20 kind of ticket price. And we'd pull that money from around the world. And um, we've been partners with womenforwomen.org for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, individually, each community wouldn't ha- have made a big impact. But together, we could support nine women the first year and then more women. And um, especially women, right? We all yeah. are... We all want more f- time to be fun. We all want more time to be social and we all want more time to give back. So yeah. the more that we can combine all of those things together, uh, the better for our souls and our schedules. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So um, you grew up in Redlands as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's such a cute city that not enough people know about in California. It has a real downtown. It has colleges yeah. there. It's really, really charming. I love it. It's the best kept secret, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I have some friends that live out there. They're professors at the different schools. And it's just so nice to go to a place where there is walkability and there is that sense of community and the, the light, the streets are decorated at the holidays. Um, it feels kind of like you're going back in time with a, with a town. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at where the other um, locations are, are getting set up. Are you also looking for not just a community, but a a smaller town feel um, for those franchises? Or is it more about how big is they, how active are they in the community? Um, I think that we're kind of looking for both, you know, Mm -hmm. we want that charm still, but also depending on where the people live that apply to franchise, we've kind of had to go through, um, kind of a process because when we first had posted that we were going to franchise, we got like 250 inquiries, like within an hour. No. So now we're like <laughs> vetting through. So we like, we were just like barely touched the surface and then had mm-hmm. to, um, hire a few people to kind of help us do that because my husband would be on the phone, literally 24 seven talking to these, all these yeah. people. And we're like, if they're really not interested, it's kind of a waste of our time. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it's like that's time away from our family and our children. So we've kind of had a vet through, but yeah, we're definitely trying to um, look at places that are going to give back and just kind of more of who the franchisee is. Like Mm -hmm. they'll kind of tell us like, oh, I like this area or I think this area would be a great idea. And then um, my husband actually personally has gone to every single location and look for spots with them uh, because he he wants to get a feel of the community and mm-hmm. the area and also we want it to be successful for them we want them to make money because they're yeah. making a huge investment as well so we want them to do good mm-hmm. so we uh, really want to make sure that it's a really good spot well and, and i think it's also really unique with the franchisee to have such committed mentors as you guys are um, it's so often that you're thrown into a place and you're like, okay, here's the manual. Bye. Yeah. And, and that is not enough <laughs> for, no. for launching a business at all. Um, you know, if you go back to eight year old, you, would you have imagined that this is your life and this is your business today? No, I don't think I could imagine that. <laughs> yeah. What did you think you wanted to be back then? Um, at eight, I think I, I had said I wanted to be a nurse because I love to help people. 
Um, but then I took a biology class or an anatomy class in college and I almost passed out when we did the cadaver stuff. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly changed my major to sociology. I wanted to mm-hmm. be a social worker. Mm-hmm. And um, just because, yeah, I've always had a tender heart towards um, people mm-hmm. that are less fortunate and are in situations that are not their fault. Yeah. So, um, but I think that their tools, I, although I have not used my degree <laughs> per se, I feel like I still have used my degree in my life Yes. <laughs> just by talking to others. And man, it's like, I have these teenagers that work for me and I feel like I am helping them every day with their social life and their boyfriends that are losers. And I'm like, <laughs> no, leave him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I do think our best businesses are when we get to bring everything that actually matters to us together. And I totally see how psychology and social work are showing up in your business. Because even though you're making cookies, that's not actually what you're selling. You know, it's like you're selling the community or you're you're selling the connection. You're selling the, you know, what it looks like to just have an amazing community and good people around you. And so I think secretly you are doing it. Yeah. And that's like what I told my husband, kind of like my why before I opened and why I really wanted to do it. Like there are other cookie shops out there and there will continue to be more, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I said, like, I want to make sure our cookie is gourmet, like the cookie that your grandma made with all those good ingredients, you know, butter and sugar and eggs. And we crack the eggs daily. Like we're not cutting Mm -hmm. corners. We're not using liquid egg or anything or oil. We're like using the real deal. And um, it tastes homemade. And I think that we live in a society now where it's very expensive. So mm-hmm. usually both partners have to work in the home. Yeah. And so we don't have time for those extra things. I know I'm exhausted when I get home from work. The last thing I want to do is make something for, yeah. you know, my kid's birthday party. Like I'm going to buy it. Yeah. So I told uh, my family and my husband, like, okay, I want to be that person that bakes those cookies for them that they can take to their daughter's mm-hmm. baby shower or for their kids graduation, but also like their friend that's going through cancer to give them a little pick me up or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. And I remember my, one of my good friends uh, had a very far along miscarriage and I said, what can I do for you? And she's mm-hmm. like, all I want are some of your cookies. So I made her some cookies and I just left a little note on the porch and mm-hmm. it brought her a lot of joy in a, a painful period of time. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Cookies can I do that in like in a cute little box? It's like not yeah. only can it bring us joy in our sorrows, but also like can help celebrate those times in our life that are really exciting. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's such a good, easy thing to give that everyone loves. I mean, everyone loves cookies, right? Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who taught you to bake? So my mom is a great baker. She's been baking as long as I can remember. And she was a teacher, full-time teacher growing up. And after school, she kind of same thing therapeutically would bake cookies. And she was a great example to me of being kind. And she's always just been one that just does things for other people. So she would bake cookies all the time. My friends would come over and eat them. They were so excited to have my mom's homemade cookies. And she uh, would go take them to people. And that was always an example to me. So I kind of 
always encompassed that into my life. Once I became married and a mom, I would always Mm -hmm. bring cookies wherever I go. Like no one's going to turn those down. And also just like, (laughs) if I knew someone was going through a hard time or, you know, such a nice way to like give someone um, an inexpensive gift, Mm -hmm. like here's some, but like so delicious, like here's some homemade cookies. So I definitely learned that from her. And I always, um, love to bake. I was always in the kitchen Mm -hmm. pretending. I remember I would like pretend to mix up all these concoction, like pretend I was like on a cooking show, you know, like I'm talking to the camera and I'm like throwing (laughs) all the ingredients in the bowl and mixing them up. And they, and they were like, make some disgusting stuff. But my mom (laughs) then started like a little thing called Fifi's cooking school for me. in uh, like fourth grade where she invited Mm -hmm. my friends over once a month and teach us how to, to make different things. And she was also a full-time teacher. So I'm like, that was like very kind in her heart mm-hmm. to do this after she got home from work, uh, invite these friends over and made us aprons and would teach us new things to, to bake and to cook. So she definitely um, gave me that passion. That's the cutest thing I've heard in such a long time. Yeah. I love that idea. It makes me wonder what can I be teaching kids? Once right. A month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've saw recently on Instagram, this mother who um, has built a whole curriculum for her kids called how to be a good human. And so each week in the summertime in particular, they have these things they're learning, like how to tie a tie, how to properly put on deodorant, how to, oh, I love that. and it's so interesting to think about how we, we don't, I'm always caught off guard. I, I um, I'm on a charity for Casa Orange County, the foster youth program. And I always get surprised at what people just aren't taught. You know, yeah. so many people aren't taught to bake, let alone make a grilled cheese. You know, um, people aren't taught how to even deposit checks or how to keep a savings account. Like, there's all these things that we take for granted on an everyday basis that we just know how to do because someone showed us. And um, yeah, cooking and baking is that whole area where, especially with so many parents working today and working really long hours and and more than one job, it's parents aren't cooking anymore because they don't have time and there's not time to, to pass on that skill. So I love that cooking school idea. And I think mm-hmm. we forget that little boys love to do it too. Yes. Because when I do it with my kids, my boys are just as into it mm-hmm. as their girls, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because you say that, I don't know if you watch, which is like a guilty pleasure. Like sometimes I'll watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And there's an episode where Kendall recently was trying to cut a cucumber and then it, people just went crazy over it because she did not know how to cut a cucumber. Like it was like cringe worthy to watch. And you're like, you are in your late twenties and you can't cut a cucumber. Like yeah. I'm like, my palms are sweating. Like your mom never taught you how to cut a cucumber. Yeah. So I'm like thinking, well, I'm sure she didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have to teach our kids. And I, it's funny. Cause I always tell my children, I'm like, I'm teaching you these things. So you can be a good roommate someday. Because we all had that college roommate that was messy Mm -hmm. and ate Mm -hmm. your food and didn't clean up their dishes. And everyone talked about them behind their backs. I'm like, I am teaching you to be a good roommate someday in college, you know? So, (laughs) and hopefully, yeah, because I've also had some, you know, friends in my own experiences of also when boyfriends or partners are also bad roommates. (laughs) Yes, 100%. (laughs) You know, when you think about the words powerful and ladies, do they mean something to you differently when they're individual words versus when they're put together? I mean, yeah, individually, they definitely mean different things. And together, mm-hmm. I think it's 
it is extremely powerful. Like yeah. I think about power or the word powerful. And I think about someone that has a lot of strength and someone that um, is strong, like mentally strong, not mm-hmm. only physically strong, but mentally strong. And, um, but I also think that like powerful can kind of, kind of encompass what lady means and has like meant to mean is, Mm -hmm. you know, someone that's poised and someone that is put together Mm -hmm. and doesn't always say what comes to their mind. I think there's like a lot of power in that. I feel like we live in a society that sometimes people just like blurt out things that (laughs) they shouldn't say. And then they have to backtrack, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, if you just would have carefully thought about that before you opened up your mouth, you know, things would have gone better. Yeah. And so Um, I think that I actually, I love that powerful ladies. It just, I think about just like really strong women Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, are, are everyday women. Yeah. I think that everyone can be powerful if it's, you know, just in their own home. Mm Mm-hmm teaching their children or, you know, helping other people taking care of their elderly mom or dad, Mm -hmm. you know, like we can all be so powerful. And I think that it means that we have good manners and that we have class Mm -hmm. and that we are kind, but also fierce, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I think, it, I think it's all those things. Like, cause I'm like, I definitely am someone that I'm an introvert. I'm not gonna, I hate confrontation. I do not like it when people don't get along. It really bothers me. Like, I think it's like the middle child of me where I'm just like peacekeeper, like, please yeah. get along, you know? And mm-hmm. I just like to kind of just make sure everyone's getting along and everyone's you know, doing things, but like, if I think something is wrong morally or, you know, wrong in society, I'm like, and it bugs me. Like I'm, I'm going to go at it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to stand up for it. I'm going to stand up for truth when it comes time to it. Well, I think it's just, I don't know uh, anyone who, who is a woman today who isn't feeling the breath of all the things that we have to think about today. Like, you know, it's the to-do list for women keeps getting longer yeah, and it's not getting shorter. And I, and the only way that I see for it to get shorter is for us to work together more. Definitely. Um, you know, if we, it really has to be a, a village approach because whether it's the $1 at a time or it's a one hour at a time or for crying out loud, just like tag, you're it <laughs> relay style. Like I need a nap. Can you stand here for a second? Can you watch the kids? Can you, you know, we more than ever, we have to rely on others to make sure that important work is getting done. And sometimes it, it, it still feels overwhelming because, um, there's so much that we care about and so much that we're committed to making sure happens in our communities and families and in our households, but also at a much bigger scale. And it's a really interesting to see how everyone balances that. And, so I'd love to hear from you of like, how, how are you balancing all the things that you care about and also remembering to take care of yourself too? Yeah, not always well, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do think like as well, like there's a time and season for all things, you know, mm-hmm. I can remember like having a very severe postpartum depression after a few of my children and just 
thinking, wow, this really sucks. Mm. And only being able to focus on myself. And I remember asking my mom, because I love to do things for other people. It's just a part of who I am. Like I love serving others and doing nice things. And I was like, not able to do that at that time period, because I was barely able to get out of bed. I felt like a zombie. Mm -hmm. And I had, um, said to my mom, like, you know, I just feel so bad. Like I'm not able to do all these, these things. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me emotional. Cause it's like bringing me back <laughs> to that, that kind of like a dark period of time. And mm-hmm. she said to me, at least you are doing things right now. You're doing, you're serving your children. And yeah. that is one of the most selfless things that you can do right now. And I think that, you know, being understanding to women, as a woman, I think it's just so important, yeah. you know, as a mother or just as a friend, like just because it's hard, life is hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like if you live in a million dollar house or, yeah. you know, a $200,000 house or apartment, like it is hard. And we all have things that we're going through. And I just think being understanding and just, you know, not having those expectations from people. Yeah. And uh, just being there, if it be just like a listening ear or just being open and think being inclusive, being kind to, to everyone, not just the pretty girls or the ones mm-hmm. that you think are cool. I yeah. think that's super important. And just kind of like opening our eyes to those around us to, to think, okay, this person might be struggling uh, what could I do to kind of help them, whether it be like, let me send them a quick text or, you know, drop by some, a little note on their porch, just saying you, you did it. Or like, I love to tell women when they're pregnant, because I am one that gets extremely big. I gain <laughs> like 70 pounds each pregnancy and it's not wow. pretty. And it's just like what I am, it's just <laughs> what my body does. And it's just like, you know what, it's a beautiful thing that we're able to have children. I think that's super powerful too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. we literally can have children and then feed them from our body. Like if that doesn't give us more power yeah. than anything, it's like, come on, like that is in- insane. Yeah. And um, I love to just tell them like when they're so pregnant and I see them, I'm just like, you are a rock star and you look amazing and you're beautiful and just like really try to, even if I don't, I, I mean, none of these people I know, but I'm like, saw some lady at the beach and I'm just yeah. like, you look awesome. You're doing great. You know, yeah. just to random people to just kind of like give them a little boost, give mm-hmm. them a little confidence. And so, yeah, I just think that's really important to be, be each other's teammates. Yeah. Well, and so often the people who are, who are out there kicking ass and, and moving mountains are the ones that are checked on the least, right? Cause we're like, Oh, they're yeah. fine. They're doing it. And you're like, no, those people need to hear like, we've got you. Are you okay? Do you need a break? How can I help? Like, you know, I, I, it's so clear that your, your love language is in, in that giving space, right? The gifting yeah. and the acts of service and that great combination. And it, it really is just, it means so much to just check in on people and to, to either ask how they are truly or give them that compliment. Because you said it earlier, like everyone's going through something at any time. So how can you, how can you be a light in that day? Because yeah. it, it really does make such a huge impact. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it does. And so just to, I guess, to go back to your question that I didn't answer, I started going <laughs> on a tangent, is that, um, you know, I, I'm trying my best and I'm obviously not perfect, but I think that um, I, I really try to focus on the number one, just like by labeling mm-hmm. the things that have a priority to me in my life. Number one is my family, because I feel like if I don't raise my children right, then break nothing else is worth it like this mm-hmm. money and and I constantly tell that to my husband because this is kind of blown up and it's like kind of crazy and I'm like none of this money is going to be worth it one day if my kids mm-hmm. are you know turning out to be drug addicts on the street because I didn't give them enough attention mm-hmm. and or they're looking somewhere else and they got pregnant yeah. at 14 like I that to me would be horrible that is not mm-hmm. worth it to me so yeah. I really um try to make sure that no matter what, they're my first priority. And to just explain to them, I like explain to my daughter, like, okay, like I'm doing this. I have to go, you know, to this opening because like they've invested this and this is a part of our company. And like, I want them to see that we're hardworking. I want Mm -hmm. them to understand that this is why we can go on a vacation. Like, you know, we do this, we can go on a vacation on Christmas or whatever. Mm -hmm. But so I try to balance that that way. And also like my me time is definitely running. I love to run and it's very therapeutic for me. So, um, that is kind of like the one thing that I selfishly do. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's selfish, but like, you know, (laughs) that I really make sure that I prioritize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like family and running and we're very religious. So just like, in that sense, making sure that God's important in our life. And, um, then it's kind of like, everything else kind of falls into place. And then obviously work is really important too. And it, mm-hmm. it does make me happy. I also, I feel like I'm one of those people that thrive in chaos. Yeah. Like I'm just like, Oh, it's fine. Like, you know, I, I find as I stay home and that's why baking from home actually was great for me during the pandemic, because I think if I wasn't doing something like that, I would be really depressed. Yeah. And so it's like, I love to be out of the house, just doing things. It makes me happy. Um, makes me not think about like, yeah, like mm-hmm. it just really helps my mental health. Yeah. Well, and, and having something like running is just great. Like you, everyone needs something where they can go and escape for a second from themselves, from life, from the physical house, <laughs> whatever it yeah. is. Um, and it, it's great when it's something that gives you so many, so many great things in return as well. Um, you know, when we look at where powerful ladies have gone and come up, there's always women who have been at the forefront of supporting or mentorship or inspiration. So who are some of the powerful ladies in your life who have helped you get to where you are today? You mentioned your mother before, but who else would you put on that list? Yeah. So my mom, for sure. I have two mm-hmm. awesome sisters that I've been so supportive and are like, best, are, you know, my best friends. And then um, I actually have my best friend that I've had since first grade, um, who is amazing. And Mm -hmm. when I needed her during the pandemic, when I started getting really busy, she would come Mm -hmm. over after her kids were done distance learning and she would fold all of my boxes for me. So every single box, (laughs) it was a real friend (laughs) and they were not easy. Like, you know, she'd fold Mm -hmm. and she hand stamped them for me while I was baking And so that was amazing. And I remember on the, on the first day, which I didn't really know how many employees I needed. You know, Mm -hmm. I had called her up because we had this line around the corner and I was like, Hey, I need you. And she's like, okay, I'll be right there. 
and yeah. comes and gets a shirt and is in the kitchen serving. And now she, she still works for us every, she likes okay. to come a few days a week. And for her, mm-hmm. it's been great too, to just like get out and not, mm-hmm. and have that time out of the house and have her own little thing. Yeah. So I always tell her, I'm like, you've been with me since the beginning. And she's been constantly supportive of me. So, um, I really appreciate that having a friend for so long that has mm-hmm. continued to just like build me up and support me. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's really, um, for whatever reason, women sometimes have a tendency to be jealous mm-hmm. and that's something that I've never had. I can honestly say it, I'm not a jealous person. Like I genuinely love it when I see other people succeed, mm-hmm. especially women. And yeah. so it's just nothing, you know, I've been disappointed before, but like, I mm-hmm. don't really get jealous of people. And so, um, it's always so great when you can find people like that are just like, just cheerleaders, you yeah. know? And I've found that even on my Instagram, there's a, like so many people that will just be like, I'm so proud of you. And like, they don't know me. And they're yeah. just like, Oh my gosh, when you, there was a time where I was trying to qualify for Boston and I missed it. I missed the time by like a minute or it was like, like 30 seconds or something. I missed the qualifying time and I'm just like so frustrated and down. Mm -hmm. And people were just like, when you didn't, you know, qualify, it was like, I didn't qualify. Like (laughs) I was so sad for you, you know? And then when I finally Mm -hmm. did, they were like, I'm so happy. Like, I remember when you did it, like how much this meant to you. And it's like, wow, that is awesome. That like, you don't even know me personally. And you're like being a cheerleader. Like, Mm -hmm. I wish that we could all do that for each other. Like how amazing would that be? Yeah. The world would be such a better place such a better place. Yep. And and to know that when you are that for other people, when you when you give yourself or your time or that space, it, it you get it back tenfold. You get it back. Yeah. You're it's never something you give away and it's a sacrifice or you're giving away more than you should. Like that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. No. 100%. I don't know where yeah. along the lines that people think that when you are like cheering for someone else it takes away from from mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. Like, no, we can all be awesome together. Yes. Yeah. Even the idea of like just keeping everything that's yours. It's like, yeah, if I had a birthday cake, it would be really weird to eat it by myself. Right. That's just not how, how life works. So whether it's a birthday cake or it's money or it's what, you know, our things, whatever it is, it's like, it's really weird to just keep it all to myself. It's no fun. And I would no. get really sick. <laughs> I think that's like one of the best blessings of having financial stability for me. Yeah. It's like, I'm a gift giver. Like I love giving people gifts. So like, you know, there's a time period in our, our in my life where like, I couldn't give someone a, a diet Coke if I wanted to, you know, because we were like poor college students or, you know, mm-hmm. different times that we've had some financial struggles and it's helped us become better and to learn from it. Mm-hmm. But like, when I was finally able to like realize, okay, I can buy like my best friend, a really awesome purse for her birthday. That's like over a hundred dollars. Like I was like stoked out of my mind. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like, I love this that like I can use my money to make someone's day. So Yeah. yeah, I think sharing and just loving and doing all those things. It just, it brings I think more joy than people realize it would bring a lot of joy to their life. Yes. Well, and that reminds me as well of the story of how you got to impact the local family who lost both parents to COVID. 
Do you want to tell everyone listening the story of that family and how you guys were able to help? Yeah. So there's a local family in our community that, um, the husband and wife both got COVID and one, the wife was pregnant and he, her husband was a teacher. She was a nurse. So, um, she actually, they both passed away and her baby lived. They, she, uh, delivered the baby or I think they did C-section or whatever, but, um, after she delivered the baby, I think she was pretty weak. And so, um, she passed away. And when I heard about this, she's actually, um, they were neighbors with my best friend that I was talking about. So she had brought it up to me and just, she was just heartbroken because her kids are really close. And, you know, he's this teacher in the community and she's a nurse and had been working at the forefront since the very beginning Mm -hmm. of COVID. So, you know, it was just, it was devastating to me. So, um, I had been like really thinking, I'm okay, how can we help them? Like, I don't want to step on, you know, their toes or do anything that would make them uncomfortable. So um, I asked uh, my friend to ask the grandparents that the kids were with, like, would they be okay if we like, you know, did something, do they want it to be private? You know, like, can we use Mm -hmm. their names? I just really always want to make sure that I respect people's privacy, especially during a hard time. And so we um, just got donations and we were able to raise money for them. And it always feels great when you're able to give people cash because you're just like, you know, I think people forget how much like money really does help in these types of situations because there's so many expenses that you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. foresee. And so people really rallied in the community and they dropped by diapers and wipes and clothes and all these things. And then we went and loaded up at the grocery store and got them all sorts of great things. And were able to give them like $2,000 cash. And this is like within like 24 hours, we're able to Amazing. get all this over to them. And, um, you know, I brought them cookies and, and the grandpa, he'll come in and uh, the baby, she's like, oh, nine, actually, I think she's probably like 10 or 11 months now doing Mm -hmm. awesome. But I mean, it was just so great to like, be Mm -hmm. able to use, um, you know, my Instagram, my social Mm -hmm. media platform for good. Like it just makes me feel so great to be able to help someone Mm -hmm. in some, a period of time of their life, which is like the darkest moments of their life, like bringing them a little bit of joy. And, you know, yeah. then it's like my kids, I tell them, like, I think they were like all complaining one day and I was like doing all this stuff for them. And I'm just like, you guys, like someone just lost their mom and their dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like trying to give them life lessons. I'm like, you guys need to be grateful for all that you have. Like mm-hmm. you are so blessed to have a family and to, you know, for us to yeah. be healthy. Like that's such yeah. a blessing right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's to have a family, to have a family that's healthy, to have a family that cares so much, to have a family that's committed to you being great and being good humans. Like there's people of families and their family looks nothing like yours. Yeah. And it's, um, it changes everything. Right. So I'm sure that their kids are already great and will keep being great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. (laughs) Yeah. We ask everyone on the podcast where they put themselves in the powerful lady scale. If zero is average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful lady possible, where would you rank yourself today and on average? 
Okay, so that's a it's a difficult question. Definitely. I mean, some days I feel like I'm a 10, other days I feel like I'm a one, you know? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Uh, But um, I mean, I feel like on average, probably like a a six or a seven, but I will say like, I feel like I can be a 10 some days and I feel like Mm -hmm. most women can't just in their own little home Mm -hmm. or own little Mm -hmm. thing that they're doing. And um, I try to remind myself of that when I'm getting like down Mm -hmm. where I'm like, you know what, like kind of give myself some affirmations. Like you are killing it at life. You're trying the best you can, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's all we can do is just try the best that we can and um, try to be the best person that we can be. And um, I mean, that's all that we can do. Right. Yeah. There's so much power in coming back to really acknowledging yourself for the little things. We got up yeah. today. We put clothes yep. on. <laughs> Our totally. hair is washed. Okay. Yep. You know, it's, it's, um, there are some days and that's what we just need to focus on because some days are harder than others and that's okay. You know, I, I, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be operating at 200% all the time when yeah. you and I both know that if you and I show up one day, like what we would grade ourselves a D is going to be someone else's A plus. Yeah. So we have to remember to give ourselves room to not do anything some days. And like, what does it look like to just function at 10% and be okay with that once in a while? Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a very, you know, powerful community, right? Being called powerful ladies and we have lots of connectors and uh, people, with different resources and knowledge. So I've been asking everyone this year, what is something that you need, you want, you're looking for that we can put out there into the universe and see who has what you need? Oh, wow. Um, man, that's hard because I am someone that never asks for things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can do it all by myself. Um, I think just support. Yeah, mm-hmm. just support. I mean, if if you see a cookie co coming near you, go, go, go and try your cookies, right? <laughs> so I think, yeah, just, um, honestly, if anything, I would say find, because obviously your podcast goes uh, nationwide. So globally, I'm probably not going to meet like, you know, all these, these people, but just show uh, kindness to the people around you. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, that will give back in return. Because yeah. if we all do that, then we'll all be kind to each other. I love that. So for everyone who is now a big fan of yours and wants to connect with you, support you, eat your cookies, where can they find you and reach out to you? So um, my Instagram handle is um, Elisa Cookie Lady. And then our uh, cookie handle for our cookie shop is uh, the official cookie co. So you can look those up. We do have TikToks, same names. I'm I'm trying the TikTok thing, but it, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm too old for it. Like same. It's like a, we're going like, to do it, but I don't know yeah. if we're having fun. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but yeah. So, and then um, my personal email is elise at cookieco.com perfect business questions. So. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a yes to me and the powerful ladies. It's been such a pleasure to meet you today and 
you know, again, just to be reminded about how many incredible women are out there and just thank you. Thank you for being you, being a stand for your community, your family, for, you know, taking the risk to be an entrepreneur. Um, I love that you've surprised yourself completely along the way and it keeps growing and getting bigger. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens for you next. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All the links to connect with Elise and Cookie Co. are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. They're critical for our podcast visibility and getting us in front of more people like you who would love to hear this episode. Come join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, visit caraduffy.com or Kara underscore Duffy on Instagram. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode and new amazing guest. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.